0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S Y L V A N 29.com. Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Song Bra. Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy. And they're all failing. So thanks for tuning in. And we hope you enjoy the show.
1: Hello, and welcome into Babes on Broad episode number 36. I'm Sam Wilson with my co host, Jesse Town, and we are the Babes on Broad brought to you by Bleeding Green Nation and SB Nation. Make sure you follow our Babe socials at Babes on Broad on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You should also go check out our website, which is newer this season. BabesOnBroadPodcast.com You can find all our recipes that we made over quarantine, all that fun stuff on there, so go check it out. You can also follow me personally on Twitter and Insta, at SamWills18 and you can follow Jesse on Twitter, at Run this town with an e 13 and on Instagram, at Jessica underscore town with an E. We had so much frustration in the first part of our recap episode that we had to split it up, so you heard all of our negative, now we're going to try to focus on some of the positives our three worst parts of the game We're all on the offense. So that means the defense had to be doing something right, or at least not as terrible. So that's a positive. Besides the fact that they did have a couple big injuries, Vinnie Curry, Craig James had significant injuries. Hasn't come out yet what they were, but then also BG looked a little shaken up. But other than that, they looked pretty
2: good. Yeah, they they looked okay. There were not any real glaring holes there. I mean, the one touchdown. I mean, it was, is Washington was a miscommunication. Offense, but. Yeah, I mean, there the one touchdown was a was a mis miscommunication. On a normal day, three and a half sacks. Not a not a you know not too bad. Um, they did a really good job stopping the run as they usually do. You know, actually, Avante Maddox made a couple really big plays in there, mm-hmm. which was which was great um i wish he would have been able to come down with that one interception to be really honest i think i didn't watch the defense as critically because the offense was was playing so poorly at the end of the day they still gave up 47 points and they shouldn't but, have but but there weren't any like huge issues you know what i no, mean no and they were getting the
1: ball on their own 30 and 40 almost every single time like you can only and yeah. the field the entire game almost so i don't know the actual time so don't make me crit- like don't be strict but stripping. i mean there were the two but, interceptions
2: there was the one tipped punt, and then there was the missed field goal, and then they went for it on fourth down. Yeah, fourth down conversion. So like or non conversion. They had they have really good field position.
1: Yeah. So I think that goes on too. I from what I saw yesterday, other than injuries, I'm feeling pretty solid with them, especially considering how much went wrong with the offense. So
2: yeah. not no huge bones to pick with the defense at this no. point, and. Last year, there were a lot of bones to pick with the a defense, so I, I don't, I don't have any huge arguments yet. Can Fletcher Cox, Cox play right guard? Yeah, right. We That's didn't see much like of him yesterday, though. No, I'll have to, I have to go back and, and watch the film a little bit more closely. I had to work all day today, so didn't get to do that before recording this episode. We'll talk about that further on our second episode this week. But let's continue with our positives, so we okay. don't yeah we, we started back going, going the down the negative. The, we, started we started going, going back these. negative. <laughs> So, yes, not no no huge holes in the defense. They, they did what they needed to do, but, you know, still gave up 27 points, but, you know, there were a lot of things going on there. Yeah. So, another positive, Greg Ward. Uh, my concern that I voiced last week was when it comes to Greg Ward, obviously, you know, it was the bottom of the barrel last year. They had absolutely hit rock bottom, and he was – you know, a, a a little bit of a light in such a terrible situation. Um, how was he going to fare when he was the guy, when he was, you know, expected to make these plays and it wasn't just nice that he made the plays? He played well. He did. And that was one I of like, my things
1: last week too is – I believe I said it last week or in the pregame show. One of the times I did mention that it made me – concerned about Greg Ward just in the fact that he was what we needed last year but now teams are going to have film on him so I was wondering right. if that was going to factor in and this week it did it but that concerns me going forward still because it could have been a first week oh Greg Ward was good last year now they have other guys they're not going to really focus on him he's just going to be a backup mm-hmm. kind of and now teams see that we really don't have much else <laughs> right now so he is going to be a factor in games and I think they might start prepping for it and that might be a factor Later in game or in sure. the season, so we'll see how it works. But as of this week, he did good.
2: Yeah, I, I thought he played really well and a couple big third down catches as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he a lot. Most of the comparisons I've seen are a guy like Jason Avant, and if we could have a modern day Jason Avant, you've got no arguments from me. Yeah, a, a reliable set of hands any day. I'll take him any day of the week. <laughs> like especially you know, and I think after that first muff punt that Jalen Rager had. When the ball came to him, he did what he needed to do. So I feel good about Jalen Rager, especially that one that one long long ball he had. That yeah. was that was beautiful. The execution of tracking the ball over the shoulder, the nice little double move on Ronald Darby. It was poetic, is what it was. <laughs> so, you know, I feel good about him, Greg Ward, and obviously I would like to see more of Deshaun Jackson. Um, but I thought Greg Ward was. A, a huge positive of this week and I I'm excited to see him utilize a little bit more as his confidence grows as confident, as Carson's confidence in him grows. And as you know, going to him on, on big necessary plays grows as well in the, in the game plan. I'm excited to see what else he could bring. I
1: agree. And then obviously there was one other good thing from the game that stood out not Ertz, but on the other side, got He had a great game. Had a day. He did had a day. Eight receptions, 101 yards,
2: and a touchdown. And he's just always out there, always out there battling, which I love. And he's enormous. So he's yeah. so hard to, to bring down. Um, you know, every, the, the one gripe with Ertz is the the yak. You get no yards after catch mm-hmm. from that guy. Dallas Goddard, on the other hand, it takes it takes some bodies to bring him down. Yeah. So that's, that's one thing you get from Goddard that you don't necessarily get from Ertz. Um, but I thought I thought Goddard had a great day yesterday, and and you know, super reliable again. Textbook tracking of a ball over your shoulder, <laughs> love it. Th- things you love to see, positives we loved to have,
1: and that's about but all that we got it. this time.
2: <laughs> that was it. They ended there. There was no more. Um, hopefully, this time next week we're talking about a lot more positives, but mm, who knows? So let's get into some some listener questions. So. Question number one, what do they do about the O-line next week, especially if Lane can't go? I think I'm going to go back to what I
1: originally said, is try to work prior in there, see if he could be a better option than what they have. And Cordy Glenn, try to bring somebody else in. They obviously need more depth. He's a veteran. He could help the guys that they had starting last week. It was Herbig and Driscoll. Between those Mm -hmm. two guys, they had three snaps of experience. Why not bring in Glenn to help that?
2: And I mean all of them were Nate Herbig. Yeah. Because Jack well, yeah, cuz Driscoll, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it just mm-hmm. it makes no sense to me and Lane and Miles are still day to day and you know, with hopes they can play this week.
1: It is it is awesome. tough for me. I do think after seeing last week, Lane's going to be just the way he is. He's going to be like, I'm not sitting back and watching this dumpster fire anymore. So I do think that it's going to be hard for Lane to sit out. So I expect him to play next week.
2: Um, I hope that I he doesn't legit hurt himself. Take Lane Johnson on one leg with no right guard over whatever the mess was that was thrown out there this week. Lane Johnson, one leg, no right guard.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I, I – it was weak. 15 <laughs> if it was week 15 i'm on board yes, but not week two
2: <laughs> yeah i mean I, I don't even know like <laughs> they gotta get something else in here i mean I, I think absolutely with you um i i agree wholeheartedly they need to bring somebody else in here because what they've got going clearly is just it's not it it's not yeah. it right now um next question how do we feel about the eagles camaraderie week one
1: um, what camaraderie? I feel like there wasn't yep. any.
2: <laughs> nothing. The only None. camaraderie I, I saw good.
1: or heard was in Carson's post game when he kind of tried to take the blame for Zach dropping that ball in the fourth, late in the fourth. But
2: that's, I mean, but that's where you're going to get this Carson. Carson. Yeah, exactly. Carson's going to take but, the blame for everything. Yeah. He's going to do it every time. But and and that's, that's just who he is. That's as
1: far as camaraderie goes. <laughs> yeah, they, they, got,
2: they got nothing else. Yeah. Um, does Doug need help calling the plays on offense?
1: Um, I do not think so. I usually like Doug's play calling to an extent, so I think he does not. I think this also goes with the camaraderie a little bit. It was week one with no preseason and a jumble of all these players because of injuries. So I think that factors into a lot of the camaraderie and then also play call. I think that kind of got to shake the dust off a little bit.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I am a – firm believer in the best coaches are the best coaches because they have the best coordinators around them. I don't necessarily think that he needs help calling the plays, but I just hope he has enough other voices in his ear not always just saying yes to yeah, like every time. Yeah, willing to stand up. And, I mm-hmm, agree with that. Willing to challenge him a little bit mm-hmm. here and there to, you know, and I don't see, like, Deuce as being, like, a yes man to Doug Peterson, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm still not seeing enough running back usage, and uh, so I, I don't yeah. really, I don't really know. I don't think he needs help calling the plays. I just think that I, I, I hope he does have a willingness to not just, but and but that also comes with, you know, it came out that he didn't want to fire Micro. Uh, yes. Oh my God, I couldn't think of micro I eliminated oh, yeah. Micro from my entire memory clearly. <laughs> <laughs> wow okay no so he d- remember Doug came out in a presser. room and was yeah like, right oh no, I'm not firing mm-hmm. yeah I'm not firing my coordinators and then they got fired the next day that was not a Doug Peterson decision and Doug was pissed that they fired mm-hmm. Mike Rowe. and then he didn't really get to have a say in who was selected to bring in like Rich Scangarella, like all those guys Doug really didn't have a hand in that so is there some sort of I'm not going to listen to anybody else. I'm not going to, because this wasn't my decision kind of thing. This goes back to some of these power struggle reports that are coming out. Right. Like, and I'm, I don't think he needs help with it, but I think there's more things going on that.
1: Yeah. And to go along with that, I, coaches should always be able to bring in who they want unless they trust them to bring it in. And it really is terrible, but. Other than that, coaches should always have a say in who's coaching under them.
2: That's it. Again, we, we go back to what's going on in this, this front office. This is, yeah. and now, this next question is something that you and I talked about a lot yesterday. Yes. And I think we solved it. Not solved, but the, we have. Yeah. Sorry, is blaming the medical staff legit? Because we've had all these soft tissue injuries, and every year it's all fire the medical staff, and what's going on, and what, how legit is blaming the medical staff? So
1: after our discussion yesterday, I think we found the deeper root of the problem. And it's not so much the medical staff, even though they should get blamed, but strength and conditioning. You don't see anybody else, any other team go down and get these little injuries where they're either, whether they're cramping or if Driscoll was dehydrated or pulling hamstrings or twisting an ankle. Like hamstrings are the big one. Yeah. And it's just year after year, after year, after year, it's the one thing that you have to start thinking about and considering and being like, okay, like, cause they got a new medical staff this year. They had a new one last year. Like they always get new medical staffs and then nothing's changing. So it's gotta be a deeper root. And all I can think of is strength and conditioning because I mean the medical staff, they don't have anything to do with the injury starting. No, you know they're I mean? more of like a Deshaun last year when he kept saying, right. To play. That's more yeah, where and, the blame comes in on them.
2: Yeah, that's where, where they actually ha- can be blamed and it actually kind of makes sense. Yeah. But this one, why, why are they the only team that constantly goes down with hamstrings and calf injuries and all, yeah. all of this stuff? It, there's, no, there's no reason for it. Year after year after year after year. I hate it. I hate it.
0: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity— V-A-N-29.com.
2: Do you think the Eagles drafted a quarterback early on because they see Wentz not lasting much longer as a head quarterback? First of all, head quarterback, who phrases things like that?
1: Yeah, that's funny. But I want to say no because that would be stupid if they didn't see that, especially after they just paid him however much last year or the year before. So I think mm-hmm. no, because that's stupid. But if that was their thought, then they're really stupid because that makes no sense.
2: My answer doesn't think, really make
1: sense, but I, that's how but stupid I think, I think it is.
2: <laughs> I agree with you, but I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think – I don't know why they drafted a quarterback early on, especially if, they want, if you want him to be your backup quarterback yeah. in a project and you want to be a quarterback factory. Okay, maybe he should actually be the backup quarterback. Ooh. What about that? Or you're going to get him involved on some trick plays and things and use him like Taysom Hill. Okay. He needs to be active for that too. It's literally – What's the point? It it
1: literally makes no other sense. Like that question, him possibly like them not seeing once as their long-term and being um, hurts, whatever. Like that question, it just seems like that is so stupid. But then everything that they're doing – you literally you're like okay so is that their option like they literally or is that their thought because there's literally no other like explanation that you can think of why draft him so high to make him a healthy scratch when you need so many other people like they have to have something down the line unless it's to build him up for future trade value but uh, but why but that's the thing it's like now why do you you why do you spend
2: right why spend a second round draft pick on somebody that you're not going to use when you clearly have problems that need to be addressed. And th- like this question in itself is asinine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, a- a- we should be looking at this question and, and going, this is the dumbest thing that anyone's ever said. LOL, yeah. But, but the fact of the matter is this is what the Eagles have made it seem like. So if you want a cohesive team to go out there every Sunday, the fact that this is a legit question <laughs> is why they can't. It's yeah. why they can't because they, since giving Carson that contract, they have done absolutely nothing to support it. They've done nothing to support him. They've done nothing to go to, to let him live up to that contract. Has he helped himself in certain situations? No, we've already talked about he played like trash on Sunday. He did. It happened. It happens. Okay. Like we can move past a bad game, but the fact that the organization is making choices that don't help him or give him help, or support him, or make him continuously show the world. Like, last season, especially towards the end of last season, you show the world why they pay you the big bucks, right? Mm -hmm. You go out there with whoever, and you make them look like an actual playoff team. Because they did, you know? Like, they finished that season, they looked good, and, you know, without a cheap shot, I absolutely, 150%, with all the confidence in the world, think they win that playoff game. No questions asked. And I honestly, I think they blow out the Seahawks if he stays out there. But you've done nothing but put question marks around him. And i and I mean that by question marks in terms of weapons, question marks in terms of a line, but also question marks mentally and in terms of like what the heck you're doing? you've done you've done nothing to help build around him. And it makes no sense. At the end of the day, I look at. Carson Wentz is a guy who I can easily see leading us to a Super Bowl I agree I look at Jalen Hurts as a guy who can come into a Jacksonville Jaguars a Chargers one of those kind of teams and be their their quarterback project and help yeah. them turn it around and be a good team and a and a competitive team for years to come I don't look at him and think yeah that guy's gonna lead us to a Super
1: Bowl no and I think that's one of Carson's special Qualities is it's not only having all the talent in the world. To me, I think Carson is such a great leader and such he has the talent that goes along with it that I think that does make him that Super Bowl quarterback.
2: Right now, there's too many distractions and they need to figure out a way to eliminate the distractions. So that leads us to our last question, and this is how we will end our show today. If you had to make one internal or external adjustment to the Eagles, what would it be? What do you mean by
1: internal and external?
2: locker room versus on the field like if you had to make one change on the field or off the field what would that be
1: um i think right now as to keep going with the show i think i would bring cordy glennon so that would be my i don't know if that's internal or external i don't know what it goes but that would I be my one would- yeah i'm confused okay, by this fair enough no i'm sorry it <laughs> doesn't matter that would be the one
2: thing you would do but yeah
1: for this week for this week yeah bring cordy glennon to help the line
2: um hey Zacherts. And we are going to keep a running tab of the number of pay Zach Ertz plays. Pay Zach Ertz for the (laughs) love of God, just pay him. I don't understand. I, I don't understand, but that is our episode for the week or for today, I guess there'll be another episode coming to you later this week. Thank you again to SB nation and bleeding green nation. Don't forget to follow us on all of the social medias. We will also let you know who our special guest for our tailgate this week will be. Don't forget, go subscribe, make sure you're listening to all the other podcasts as well on bleeding green nation. And let's give a special shout out and thank you to Seamus also for joining us yes. on Sunday. Make sure you're checking out his stuff and the in-game uh, live stream. I think they had a problem with the Twitch live stream yesterday, so they're going to try for YouTube this week. So check that out. Thank you again for listening. We are the Babes on Broad.
0: Babes on
2: Broad.
1: B G N